Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Congan Water have an answer for you. When you call 800-494-8685 or visit Conwater, that's K-A-N-Water.com, you can learn more about the Congan Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Congan Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into nine countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Congan Water machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass produced water filter. While Kangen water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong, while its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Kangen water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on Kangen's alkaline water exclusively, but even without a plan, the water will help help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's K-A-N-Water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Hello there and welcome Joe Gigan to your regular Joe already in hour number three of the regular Joe show. I don't know how like it blurs the speed at which the show goes by is just it's unbelievable. There's so much to get through. We've gotten through a lot of it. I mean, really uh, seventh straw pro in a row that Donald Trump has won. As I mentioned, Noam and Ramaswamy at the top of the veep stakes. Uh, if you want to go by that, according to this poll, that's a little bit of good news. Not a shocking piece of good news, but it's good news nonetheless. We've got a little more we'll share with it. Plus this hour, two very important, uh, really unpleasant conversations, but they have to be had. On the case of Lake and Riley, who should be alive today. She should be going to class at the University of Georgia, studying to be a nurse. One of those fields that we absolutely need more quality individuals to be in. There's been a nurse shortage for as long as I can remember. But no, today she's being mourned, murdered in cold blood by an illegal alien. Yet you, what in fact, it's interesting. The liberal trolls haven't said a word yet on email or text about it. I'm sure they're waiting for their talking points from the left progressives to tell them how to think. And then they'll come up with something as though it was an original thought. But yeah, we know better. Because there is no excusing what's going on, even though they will try. There's blood on the hands of the Democrat Party and every weak-kneed Republican that has refused to defend our border. Maybe we should vote to see where people are in Mayorkas again. It is seven minutes after the hour, which means in Dubai, it is 8.07 p.m. Afghanistan, 8.37 p.m. So they get the little half-hour jog. London, 4.07 p.m. And right now on the leftist coast in the Hollywood Hills, 8.07 a.m. That is your new and improved Biden crime family time check. TM, the regular Joe show, brought to you as it always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure that one can't claim they were somehow unaware 
that they were not knowledgeable of the crooked as a rat's hind leg that the Biden crime family is. Those just a few of the locales, they do business as the Biden crime family. And there you have it. Now you know. Make it count. Now, as I mentioned, the good news, Trump won a seventh straw poll at CPAC in a row. Ramaswamy and Christy Nome topped the poll as possible um, possible VP candidates. Now, look, Nikki Haley was in this, this poll. Uh, the Conservative Political Action Conference straw poll. Now, I mean, straw poll doesn't really predict a lot normally. But in this case, Donald Trump got 94% of the vote. Nikki Haley was in second place. She can, she can once again run around telling the world, I'm number two, I'm number two. With 5%. She got a whopping 5% of the vote. And South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and business entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy tied in a poll for the vice presidential pick as the top picks. This makes Trump the all-time leader of the CPAC straw poll with seven wins, followed by Ronald Reagan, Jack Kemp, and Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, all with three wins apiece. So there you have it. Now, who will he pick for VP? You know, it's yet to be seen, yet to be known. Uh, But I do think that there's certain people we can know would be bad. I think Tulsi Gabbard would be a terrible decision. Hickey Naley would be an absolutely horrible con- uh, pick, person to pick. I think Christy Nome has some. She went wobbly on that one law when it came to the transgendered agenda. She's recovered, so she, she is a possibility. I see a lot of positive with Vivek Ramaswamy. He's got a lot of energy and, and makes a connection at, at the younger levels. That's also very important. Uh, but there's there's some others too. We'll have to see. I know everybody wants everybody wants everyone to be out of you know out of politics or right? the businessmen and all that kind of the Trump model, and that works and it doesn't work. We have to be careful. Just a, a cautionary note. And I'm going to give a very uh, well personal in that it's uh, it happened in my home state. Not everybody that comes out of the private sector is a good candidate. I understand we want people that are not wed to Washington in the swamp, and that I agree. But that doesn't mean everybody we have to pick at every level has to be a businessman out of the private sector that's never run, because that doesn't, that's not always, there, here's the thing. There's really no actual formula. This is the, the big secret. Everybody wants to say that there is, a, you know, there's the winning formula. And I'll give you the example. Donald Trump wins. Donald Trump knows how to win. He connects with people. Unlike virtually any other candidate in modern history, save maybe Ronald Reagan. Tim Michaels, who ran for governor in the state of Wisconsin, was aloof, did not connect. But he was, a, he was supposed to be the same model. Independent self-funder, came out of the private sector. He was supposed to be a delight. He was a terrible candidate. He failed miserably. Well, it was only a few points. He lost to a human scarecrow that can barely fog a mirror. I mean, this is this I, I the comparison I'll use, and people can be as angry as they want about it, but the truth hurts sometimes. It's kind of like George W. Bush. George W. Bush almost lost to a living, breathing two by four in Al Gore. So don't tell me how wonderful it is. He almost lost to Al Gore. 
that's that's unbelievable. And it, it shouldn't happen. Not with if you really believe the issues what we have. So I just I warn people, don't always like again, we always want the easy button, the checkbox. Well, it's a businessman. He's wealthy. He must be great. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're great candidates. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes people that have served in other offices are a great candidate for future office. Sometimes they're part of the swamp. It requires discernment at a very granular level by each and every person, by every voter, that, that there is no easy button. We've got to do the work. We've got to look at it. We've got to seek the, the truth, the facts, and then make a prudential decision based on who the person is, the content of that individual person's character, and whatever track record they may or may not have in and outside of office. I mean, I agree certain things are good indicators. There's no question. But I just, I just, I, I caution you on that. Now, real quick update. Fannie Willis, you remember she was on the stand and she kind of made a spectacle of herself so much so that she didn't show back up for day two of her testimony because they're like, nope, nope, nope. You already done screwed things up enough. Well, she may have been caught in a little bit of perjury. Nathan Wade as well, because they said, oh, we weren't, we didn't know each other. Our relationship only started this day and this time. Remember the Trump lawyers, among others, kept saying, well, are you sure? Are you sure that you didn't do this in this day or time? Nathan Wade started to sweat a little. He's like, well, I mean, was it the Mercedes experience or the Porsche? I might have been at the Porsche experience. That's kind of by where she lives. Well, according to investigator Charles Middlestadt, in a sworn affidavit said that he found the pair made more than 2,000 calls and exchanged 12,000 text messages in 2021, many months before they testified under oath to having a relationship of any kind. Some of the data, which Miss Willis is arguing in her filing, is inadmissible for technical and procedural reasons, i.e. she's not denying it, purports to show that Mr. Wade was at the condominium where Miss Willis was living late at night and well into the morning on multiple occasions in September in November of 2021. Now look, this is not about her personal life. What was a black woman trying to save the world can't be perfect and gets to have a relationship? Isn't that what Barbara Streisand, she's allowed to have a private life, whatever. It's not about her private life. It's about lying under oath. It's about whether or not she's enriching her lover, her gigolo, her paramour at the taxpayer expense. Hiring somebody woefully unqualified for a felony. She's never prosecuted a felony, and he's going to take over a RICO case. Because he does, after all, he is the only man that she knows that has a travel agent just for cruises. He has a regular travel agent for everything else, but just a travel agent for cruises. I know this because it was part of her testimony under oath. It obviously made a big impression on her. So for you men out there, if you're trying to seduce a Soros-paid DA, what you need to do is throw down and say, you can even have fake cards made, right? Just be like, this is my travel agent for cruises only. Just cruises. They don't handle anything but cruises. Don't ask them about the beach. They don't do the beach. They don't do Disney World. They only do my cruises. I'm saying it's the key to a woman's heart, apparently. At least if they're a Soros-paid DA. I mean, 
gosh, is her testimony not mine? I mean, who, who's, who holds up life on that fact? Did you know? You think when she's out with her girlfriends, you know, he, is he good looking? Well, I mean, that doesn't matter. Is he smart? I don't know. He has a travel agent just for his cruises. Oh, does he have a brother? Anyway, she thinks this evidence shouldn't be allowed because after all, it will intra- it'll prove that she perjured herself under oath and so did Loverboy, Nathan Wade, the paramour, the gigolo, the sexual partner, if you will, the man that brought her comfort in all those difficult nights when she was running on the fact that she was going to get Trump and so forth. That person, that guy, her argument is, well, it's technical. <clears throat> I think the technicality is she does not want to actually get caught is what it comes down to. Now, this is part of the lawfare that's been going on against Donald Trump really since he first entered office. But unfortunately, the lawfare doesn't stop there. I mean, we see what they're doing with the Smirnoff guy. He was a trusted, well-paid uh, confidential human source. He's now a big liar because it fits what they want to do. I've got something on that in a moment I'll share. But then the lawfare is being extended to anybody that dares to challenge the status quo. And that's part of what we're going to cover in this hour. But real quick, just for the sake of it, Smirnoff, Jim Jordan was on Fox News's Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo. And he made a very good observation. Everyone's rushing to judgment. Is it all over? Is the case over? It's all predicated on lies? We said, we don't know. Did he lie? We don't know. We're going to find out. Wouldn't be the first time they accuse somebody of being a liar that turns out to be true. Tony Bobolinsky. There's a whole list of these people you can go through. They went after Mike Flynn. Turned out that was all lawfare as well. George Papadopoulos. The list goes on. I mean, they've been doing it for years. But Jim Jordan made some observations I think are worth sharing. Here's the interesting thing about Smirnoff. David Weiss, the guy who's been investigating Hunter Biden for now almost five years, David Weiss had this information, the 1023, back in 2020. What did he do for the last three years? What did he do for the last three and a half years? Why didn't he look into it before? Because all we knew is what Chairman Comer just said. Christopher Ray said this was a great source, confidential human source that we've been paying for 14 years. He's helped put away bad guys. The safety of him is jeopardized if we give you access to this 1023. And now that now they're maybe the guy did lie. I don't know. But it seems strange to me because it looks like David Weiss didn't do a darn thing with this until after the plea deal falls apart last July. So wait a minute. They can't release this information because it could put Smirnoff at risk. That's how important this information is. But then suddenly it's all big lie. And by, what are they predicating him lying on? Well, he was interacting with Russian intelligence agents. What does a confidential human source do if they don't interact with the crooks, the criminals, and the crooked government leaders that they're getting the information from? So in other words, they're saying he's guilty of doing his job, but because it helps us to try, try to take down Trump and protect Biden, for now, we're going to suddenly pretend one of our most trusted, highest paid sources for 14 years suddenly went bad. The Regular Joe Show.